this week we scheduled a movie where the story around it is so much more interesting than the story we watched and it's super topical this week's movie is crater returning this week is our brother through podcasting carlin hello <laughs> i'm matt i'm chad and you've downloaded episode 117 of we used to talk about this at work All right, so before we get into the show, I want to make a complaint against whichever one of my neighbors, whichever one of my piece of shit neighbors has my Amazon package. So just to, you know, uh, set the scene here. This past week was Prime Day and, you know, I bought some stuff and not everything came in one package. So like I'm getting it in, in like segments. And so yesterday, time of recording, I get a message through the app saying, hey, man, we delivered your package. And then they took a picture of, you know, the package on like the step, the stoop. And I'm like, OK, cool. I open the door. There's nothing there. I look at the picture and it is a stoop, but I have a, a doormat. This stoop does not have a doormat. And I'm like, who has my shit? What the fuck? Um mm. I went to try and like make a complaint to Amazon, but they were like, hey, uh, you can't do this until uh, like three days after the we said it was delivered because it might show up. But I'm like, it hasn't because whoever got it is keeping it for whatever fucking reason because they're a fucking piece of shit. Well, because they delivered it to the wrong address, right? Right. But it still has my fucking name on it. It has my right. correct address on it. So they could have just walked over and gave it to you. Right. Man, let them enjoy them Legos, too. Stop being greedy. Look. look. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what is it? Is it even something to keep? That's not the point, Carlin. Of course not. <laughs> That's not the point, Carlin. It's, um, I bought some soup spoons. Oh. Uh, yeah. Let them have them soup spoons. Yeah, it's very particular. <laughs> I'm sure people won't really need soup spoons. I, I don't need soup spoons, but I wanted soup spoons, Carlin. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know. Can you identify? Hmm. You can't identify because it's just, you know, all of them look the same. There's no, like, identifying markers in that picture to see what, what uh, house it was delivered to. No. And then, like, the angle that they took was, like, it's just, like, the stoop and the door. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what's partially gnawing at my brain right now uh among other things if if you if you're listening to this and you took the and you received the package please give chad back his soup spoons how are we supposed to eat his soup now right you this man is not well okay he's going to obsess over the like most minute things because he's not well so don't add to my 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 mania please so you eat soup a lot? No, no I don't. <laughs> but one more time, Carlin, one more time. That's not the point, okay? That's not the point, all right? I didn't even need this shit. I have regular spoons, but I was just trying to be fucking fancy. I get it. Well, now, now everybody go down this thing. What's the, what's the difference between a soup spoon and a regular spoon? It's deeper. Mm. 
Like Wait, how I'm much? thinking, do I have do I have soup spoons? I don't think I have any soup spoons there. You mean of how much soup you can carry in a spoon? Uh-huh. Oh. I feel um, like that wouldn't matter. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I, just I, I just type spoon spoon. Hold up. Uh, here, I'm gonna put this in the Zoom chat, and if I keep this in the show, I'll this will pop up on the YouTube. This is not what I bought, but this is a soup spoon. Hmm. I guess. Deeper. Oh, we have those, but we okay. We have that. We use that for ramen. Hmm. Which is a soup, is it not? Technically, more more like more a like broth, a broth, but yeah, yeah, right. Because we have yeah. like corn soup and miso soup, and we don't use those type of spoons for that. Okay, I gotcha. But yeah, so that's what's going on with me. Um, per usual, please uh, look at our YouTube stuff. Uh, that's another thing that has been driving me crazy this week specifically. Um, we posted like some exclusive content on there, some YouTube only shit. You know, we posted shorts like every day, and like that shit has shit. Oh, and and we fucking posted a, a Mission Impossible review early, mm. and all of it flopped, and it has fucked my mind up. What do you mean by flop? It it did very poorly. I'm not saying that we over here getting like YouTube. YouTube stuff, I will I will openly talk about those numbers. Uh podcast numbers were like Netflix. We're not gonna talk about that shit on there. But mm-hmm. uh YouTube stuff, you can see that shit. Like we've we've had some some um reviews that done have had a couple hundred views. Like this shit didn't even break 50. Right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, yeah. That's YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the the being on the bad side of the algorithm really kind of just mess with my head this week but um maybe maybe it's the people standing with the it, it was the writers that, it was before that happened though oh like i re- released that mission impossible thing monday mm-hmm. and they ain't strike till friday but wow. um speaking of like you know youtube and all that stuff just not really going the way you want it to carlin why have there been gaps in your uploads oh the gaps well, technically, there hasn't been gaps in my uploads because I've just been focused more on uh, shorts. Okay. Because I feel like that's a, a great kind of turnover ratio in terms of getting subscribers. And then I can really, yeah, uh, I guess, promote the videos I made that take a long time to make. So I've been doing that mostly and then still making content, YouTube content. Just It just it takes a lot longer now because I'm doing like longer videos. Yeah, yeah. So as so on the set in that same vein, what's going on with like the pod? Cause like that has been like gappy as well, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Normally the podcast was for YouTube, so more people could just go to my YouTube. But now I'm gonna start picking things back up. Uh for whatever reason, why did I take a break? I think that YouTube video I was working on, that's like from the tribe TV show took up uh, so much of my time uh and then this anime video that i did as well took up a lot of time so i'm gonna get back into the youth our podcast stuff okay um but yeah like you know when i was looking at your stuff and i was like oh wait i haven't seen like a, a mainline upload for a minute i was like like i get it like it's 
that that the the push to like get the content out is is hard and you you disagree matt oh no i was look i was still trying to look up that stuff from earlier and i couldn't find it so i was like i quit <laughs> <laughs> uh the, the push to get content out there is hard and like i can only imagine like it's just you where it's like i have matt you know so it's like if i'm like oh fuck i don't really feel like this uh matt mm-hmm. can take the baton you know mm-hmm. yeah well i learned from just youtube is to just go at your own pace don't really worry about what other people are doing and whatever you're comfortable with of releasing whatever videos at whatever time is what you should stick to right because you know you try to force yourself to do it then you're just going to get burned out (laughs) no i agree and i was more talking from the podcast angle because it's like i get like the amount of extra work you have to do for like the youtube videos and then mm-hmm. like having to fight like the copyright stuff. So I get that part. Mm-hmm. I just more meant like the audio part. Like I love the audio part, but like that shit don't get us clicks for real on YouTube. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Yeah. You you look pensive there, Matt. Oh no. Sorry. I'm I'm reading uh the outline. I was like drake and lb i was like drake the rapper what does lb mean (laughs) lebron james oh drake and lebron james what they doing together yes we gotta wait and see precursor (laughs) but um okay so elephant in the room time of recording it is currently saturday july 15th and as of yesterday the um I, i wrote it out so that I guess sounds smart. The stream, the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, uh, um, have gone on strike along with the um, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America. And um, you are our uh, resident person in the industry, mm-hmm. and so we just one want to know like what your take on all this is. The writer strike and the actor strike now also how has this affected you yourself since you work in this industry mm, well from my own uh opinion because i can't speak for everyone else that's working in the industry yeah of course. um from working in georgia um i think i explained it before it's like a work to write state a right to work state and um you know if you're in the union, you're still allowed to work on other shows that are not unionized. So uh, that's what I've been doing. There's still a lot of shows happening down here. Um, there there has been like a lot of cancellations. Like I remember Stranger Things stopped production, Cobra Kai. Um, but yeah, there's still there's still a lot of shows out here and still a lot of um, indie filmmakers still making stuff. Um, as far as my opinions on like the actor strike and writer strike, that's cool. Um, if they feel like they're getting cheated, I hope they get what they want. But it's usually us uh, below the line workers. And what I mean by below the line, I mean like the camera people, grips, electrics, those people who really do like the grunt work on set. We're we always get treated unfair and we always go on strike and it's never really resolved. So if they get their stuff resolved, it's kind of like just a slap in our face, really. (laughs) 
what do you guys fall under? Because you guys wouldn't be considered actors or the writers. Do you guys have a different um, union thing called name? Yeah, so it's different by uh, region or I believe by state. So since I'm here in Georgia, our union's got IOTC 479. And I mean, to tell you the truth, we go on strike all the time and they don't it's like it's not they don't really treat it as a big deal and yet we still don't really get what we want um what what does your strike stand for like uh, your your union stand for like IATSE what does that stand for um I don't even know I could look it up but um yeah it's just basically anything that's within Georgia Alabama and like Mississippi that's what that's the union for that to work in film and television like you're saying, like, okay, so the writers have theirs, and then now the actors have theirs, but like you said, what about all the other people? So if everybody else get their money and get raises and get residuals, just what about you guys? Like you said, camera, electrician, things like that. Well, pause, yeah. for, pause for a second. International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's totally unfair what they do. Um, I remember when I was when I first entered the union back in like 2018 when I first got on The Walking Dead. And I remember after two shows on that third morning, I woke up early and the best boy called me. He says, don't even bother showing up for work. We're all going on strike because of how they've been treating us. And I'm like, oh, this is good because they've literally been treating us like cattle and the pay is like definitely not worth it. And I remember the next day they completely replaced everybody because the industry oh, is wow. just it's such a hard industry to get into. And people are like waiting by the door to get their foot in. Damn. Yeah, but I mean, that's really for, I guess, again, for like below the line workers in the industry. I'm sure it's not really the same for the actors because. Honestly, we look at them or like, you guys are so lucky for all the treatment that they get. Like I know in their contracts and their union contracts are not, a, they're not even allowed to work 45, like after 45 minutes, they have to take breaks, which sounds like heaven. To us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Chad, imagine that show job. Uh, they was like, hey, after 45 minutes, you get to take a break. <laughs> I would not be upset at that, but to be fair, I do already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. but um, I hope they resolve what they want. Um, I know for the writers, writer strike, some of their conditions have been pretty bad, if I'm not mistaken. Down here, I know for like a few Tyler Perry shows, because his hours are always so crazy for his uh, his shows those writers would be up for like 14, 15 hours in like a little cramp room, just keep writing episodes upon episodes upon episodes. Yeah, I want to ask, you said there's a couple of productions still going on down there. Is is Tyler Perry still still got the the, the fucking sweatshop going? Is he is he working through the strike? Uh yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't he? <laughs> no, I mean I mean this one, not the writer's one. You mean what do you mean this one? The actor strike. Um, I believe so. I mean, Tyler Perry is literally, I would say, a good 60% of the Atlanta film industry. Um, wow. 
because not even like his shows particularly, but that studio that he made is so massive that uh, shows from all over, from New York, L.A., Chicago, they all come to Atlanta to to film there because it's cheaper and it's uh, it's a lot better production. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, right. Well, I'm glad that uh, we're always happy, you know, ever since the writers went on strike and like things have been kind of shaky and uh, we reached out. Uh, we're just happy that you know you, you're you're still working man and you know just paying your bills yes oh yeah 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 i'm good there's a few shows and then i mostly just been working as like an editor for the small marketing company that's really mm-hmm. fun because it's just so stress-free rather than just being yelled at on set <laughs> is, that, is, is that your true passion carlin are we about to like make a breakthrough is your true passion editing um, I do really like editing, but I would say my true passion in the film industry is working with uh, a group of people and building a camaraderie with them because because uh, that's for the real reason why I kind of stuck with film for so long. You know, you meet like a group of strangers, like literally 100 people. And by the end of it, you spend three months together, literally 15 hours a day. Yeah. Um. You know, they become like a a different exchange family, <laughs> right? That's fair. Um, so Matt, you have been uh, enjoying enjoying Idris Elbow on your television screen. Yes, um, he has a new TV show on Apple TV called Hijack, and the synopsis: One flight. K-29 is hijacked during a seven-hour flight from Dubai to London. A corporate negotiator tries to use professional skills to save everyone on board. I now, was with kind you of like, until you said a corporate negotiator and not like, I don't know, a fucking FBI negotiator. No, nah, he, he a business business negotiator. But so, okay, but um, is he is he rolling around and shit like uh, Wesley Snipes as passenger 57? <laughs> that's exactly um, what I was thinking about. <laughs> a, 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 some, or he did one part like similar like that, but before it was all trying to, I guess, because you know he can, he's used to negotiating with people and convincing them things. But he does have like a certain set of skills. I was about to say that, but I was I want to change it. <laughs> uh, above knowledge to certain to plain things. So. Mm-hmm. um He's negotiating with the hijacker and he knows certain stuff about planes and when they go on their route, if this happens or whatever. So he has an above average knowledge of that. But this is a TV show and not a movie. So it's giving you a lot of information, a lot of details, good details, but it's a it's I want to say this. I don't want to say slowing it down, but it's kind of like. You know, when I read the Harry Potter books, then I seen the movie and I'm like, they're leaving all this stuff out. Well, since it's a TV show, they're adding all this stuff in. Do we need all this stuff? Um, I'll wait till I finish this uh, TV, wait for the end to see if this other stuff was needed. But it's just a lot of stuff going on. Now, I say that I'm not trying to say it's bad. It's good, but it's, it's a lot of information. There's a lot of different characters in this. 
there's a lot of different storylines in this. Um, but I'm poor. <laughs> so when yeah. they're on this flight, they get up to first class, right? And he's in first class and to see all the stuff that like the first class get with the little booths and you got mm-hmm. the thing and everything. And I'm like, oh, I would have been in the back with them regular folk. They had, it was nice. I want to, and they had like, you know, in Maybachs, they have that star uh, on the top of the roof. Yeah, no, it looks like uh, stars at night. It's like black has lights around it. They had that in the first class. And I was like, one day I would like to be in first class. But back to the show. Now, the show is good. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, though. How many episodes have you seen? Seven. And they're, I think it's eight or nine. They're about, a, they're about 50 something. It is. I take that back. Maybe I'm wrong. They're saying there's only. Oh, four. How long is this fucking show? What? Okay. <laughs> How do you go from? I saw seven episodes. Wait a minute. There's only five episodes of the series. What? Right. Okay. Mm. My bad. Sounds like a UK series. Sound. Oh, it's Apple. It's Apple Plus. Why haven't you worked on this, Carlin? You worked on the other one. I don't know. It depends on where they filmed them. They're all over the place. But I love Idris Alba. Um, I just started watching Luther. Um, Mm. last month. So I'm on season three of that. Damn, you just burning through it. Well, it's like four episodes per season. (laughs) Oh, that's right. It's very British. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's so pretty cool. Why are British shows like that? Because uh, oh, okay. oh, I don't. Oh, I mean, someone explained it to me before, but they don't really believe in like milking. They don't. Shows. And also, uh, a lot, most of their shows are paid for by the people. So, like the BBC and all that stuff. Like, so the the way TV works there is everybody has to pay for TV. As even like your local channels, you pay for like a TV certificate or whatever, certification, mm-hmm. whatever. So like all their TV is like publicly funded. So like their government believes that it is negligent to piss away hundreds of millions of dollars on entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I agree with true. that. If if it don't need to be 10 episodes, it could be less than that. Right. But yeah. real quick, one part of, of the negotiation is the hijackers have guns, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a fight ensures on the plane because you have people who are like, oh, we're about, there's five of them and there's all of us. We're about to jump them and things. So they do that. And Idris gets one of the guns, right? And he has it pointed to the guy's head. Okay. But then he gives him, he gives a hijacker the gun because he, he says that he's on, He's not on anybody's side. He just wants to make it there so he can see his family and everything. And he's manipulating with the guy to be like, I'm on your side. So everything I'm saying is help you. Because if I wanted to, I could have killed you type of thing. So that that sounds stupid. (laughs) Yeah, so far, um, it's not ended well for him. Yeah, I'm like, didn't they? I feel like they would have beat the shit out of him once he gave him the gun. Oh, no, because he realized, oh, now he has. He has one of, because, you know, they can't be everywhere on this plane. So now he's helping. Them. So if any of these um, passengers gets on really, he lets the hijackers know. 
Give me a snitch too. Yeah. Like, and then like the other passengers know this, and it was like, there's a guy up there that's helping the hijackers. <laughs> so he, 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 he he's a house brother, huh? Uh well, um, and we know he's not doing it because of that, but they don't know that. They probably think of the same thing you just said. But we know he's just doing this to manipulate them. So he can get there, get get safe, be safe, and save the passengers. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, I can be completely wrong. We'll see what happens on episode five, and maybe he is a house. I mean, maybe he he's working with them. Yeah, I said house brother, not the other word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, have you been checking out the bear? No, I don't even know what that is. I heard people talking about it. All right, Matt, why don't you give uh, Carlin like a little primer on what the bear is, and then we can jump into season two. The bear is uh, you have a a guy who was a culinary person, worked in all the different places. He worked in fancy restaurants. His cousin? Brother. His brother. His brother, his brother had a local restaurant in um, Chicago, he mm. dies, leaves it to him. So he comes in there and basically he needs to take this little mom and pop shop and, you know, put the make it better with all his cooking skills and knowledge. Mm. That's a that's a simply a simpler way to say. It, but this show is phenomenal. Like yeah, it's the one, acting it's one of the best shows on TV right now. Mm. I bet. <laughs> what's, what's the main guy's name? What's the main guy's name? He was in Shameless. Jeremy White. This Jeremy, right? Um. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Allen White. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but Chad, what did you say? You used to watch it more recently. What did you think of season two? So, uh, yeah. So I finished season two this week and. I loved it. Like um, season two. So season one was basically the main character trying to get everybody on his team. And so spoilers, by the end of season one, everybody's on his team more or less. And so season two, they're working towards a goal. And so all of season two is them working on this goal. And like some people have to go off on their own little side quests so that they can be better for the overall goal that they're trying to set off. Mm. So like one character, he gets sent off to, um, was it Copenhagen? Yes. Yeah, something like that. Copenhagen, Amsterdam, somewhere over there. To tighten up his, like some of his cooking skills. Like another uh, person gets sent to like a five, I think it was a three star, a three Michelin star restaurant um, so that he could work on his um, not being a host, but like front of like the so you got the kitchen stuff and then you got the front of house stuff so he could work on his front of house skills mm. and so like those side missions like were just like excellent little one-off episodes and then like you have like a flashback episode that really gives context to like why the main character and his siblings are the way that they are and the show is like littered with guest stars like um i'm watching i think it was episode two and mm-hmm. i'm like matt why didn't you tell me that our father figure uh robert townsend was in this show this is a surprise he he just <laughs> came out of nowhere i was like 
Okay. All right, I'm with you. Sadly, he didn't direct any episodes in this season, but um, oh, cool. He did not, but he he's in a, a few episodes in season two, and like just other people that's just like, why are you in this show? Like, what is happening? Or like other people where it's like, now nah, you're pretty hot right now. You're like an Oscar winner, so it makes sense you're here. And like, this is a this is a, an amazing scene of television. Very subtle. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I'm sad the way the season ended because season one ended like on a more positive note and season two ended like very sad. But um, whenever these writers and actors um, get their deal, I look forward to season three. So let's see, it's 2023 now. So probably what, what about 2025, 2026? Most likely. Yeah. yeah maybe. But I want to <laughs> highlight a specific episode. Episode okay. six. Fishes, the Christmas episode. I'm surprised we, that you like that one and not seven. Seven was where he goes to learn how to be good at the front of the house. Oh, I love that one too. But six with Jamie Lee Curtis and everything. You just gonna like, put it out there? Yes. <laughs> yes, Jamie Lee Curtis. And the reason why I I, I love this one, I think more is because. I love the camera work because it kind of like just followed them around. So mm-hmm. it kind of looked like a, it's real, like a real conversation well, and everything. Like also, a one-shot thing. Also, that episode was uh, recorded on film. Oh, but like when she was, I love that episode. Like as soon as I got done, that's why I was like, I messaged you and I was like, are you watching this? And you were like, no. And I was like, oh man. So then I messaged Rachel and I was like, Rachel, you're watching this? And she was like, yes. And then, so we had our own conversation about this. <laughs> that's funny. I have a question. How long are like the, I guess like the show, like inside the show, like these characters that go on the journey and they have to learn certain things at restaurants. Are they learning it for like months or like years? So it shows that time is passing Um, on the one where the guy went to Copenhagen. He was there for a while, but it's not super clear how long he was gone. But the guy that had to um, learn how to to do the stuff front of house, he was gone for a week. So that episode takes place over a week. That's that's hilarious. I would imagine like if you work at a restaurant, because I watch like a lot of like kitchen shows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Culinary is like another military. (laughs) Yeah. And once more, he's not a chef. So they his he just needed to work on like. Basically, the point of this character is what we call um, rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And yes. And the point of sending him away was so that he could not so much be humbled, but he could understand like, hey, man, like you're in the service industry and like we are doing this for other people. And like he had to learn like the true value of what it is that they do. Why don't you just hire someone else? Said yeah. Why don't he? They just hire someone else. No. So the point. Two points. Okay. The first point is a that's their cousin, and he was part of the original restaurant. Two, they do um, show it throughout the show that it is hard to hire people in the restaurant business because they were kept. They were trying to hire new people, but either. Restaurants kept closing. They wouldn't give up people. Like 
it, in Chicago at the time or whatever, there was no people to hire. Yeah. Because also like she the, tried... yeah, but also like the family aspect's a big part of it. Oh, oh yeah, I see. But the timeline thing also, um, season two is they're um, they're renovating their restaurant and they have a deadline of whatever date it was. So it's not going. They're not in these little side adventures for years because they're just trying to get their skills up to get to by the deadline when the restaurant's supposed to open, they'll be good to go. So it's like weeks and months maybe if these people are at these yeah. side quests. Yeah, because hmm. I feel like they had like. I think they had to open. I think the season two lasted like six months total. I think, mm-hmm. something I think. like that. Yeah, like they had a very tight amount of time to open the restaurant, or they would default on their loan. Ah, uh, I see. But no, it's it's really extremely well written. Like the guest stars are like super fucking thoughtful. Like, um. I was feeling some stuff when I when I got through with the Christmas episode, but like I was almost crying at the end of the next episode. Like when that character it ends with that character having a very heartfelt conversation with I'm not going to spoil it, Matt, an Oscar winner, and like the whole theme of the episode is every second counts, mm-hmm. and that the same phrase you they show it they show the text of it at the beginning of the episode and it ends with you looking at that text and you have a different context of what that phrase means from when you start the episode to when you end the episode uh pushing forward um i caught a screening of a documentary yesterday called black ice and I thought that I was going to be leading the charge on this conversation but uh we talked to Carlin a little bit yesterday and he was spouting all the fucking facts and i was like i did not expect anyone to give a shit about that i saw this movie mm-hmm. so before i i i give the floor to you uh i want to say black ice is a documentary produced by uh drake and uh, lebron james and it is about black hockey players and the um basically the racist stuff that they have experienced currently and in the past Mm -hmm. so um it mostly takes place in canada but a lot of the um really good hockey players like work for the nhl or previously worked in the nhl Mm -hmm. and i was i didn't really think about it because like yes i was aware that there are black hockey players but i really didn't think about like women play hockey too that are also black and it is some baddies playing hockey that are also black so I just want to call <laughs> out um um what up Soraya Soya Tinker T- Tinker yeah and then yeah. uh what's the other one? Sarah Nurse very yeah. yes so I follow them on Instagram now um, <laughs> <laughs> you're late to the party you're late to the party and I don't I don't mess with hockey cause wait whoa like, you you guys said that too fast slow it down go to the group Who chat from go go to the group chat from yesterday on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sarah Nurse is uh, one of them. Part of the legendary nurse family. Yeah. So you were talking about them. Uh, elaborate. Um, who are the nurses? Uh, so the nurses are just a family of athletes. I guess it kind of starts with their stepdad, who's like Donovan McNabb. Um, oh, 
which obviously he's not like their their blood father but yeah i mean that still counts for something um i believe the otis brother is darnell nurse who is a defenseman for the edmonton oilers and he's really good um then you have sarah nurse who is i believe the second otis and she is a i believe she plays center in hockey she plays professionally in hockey she's probably one of the most famous hockey female hockey players She's been on the cover of NHL 22 or no 23, which was the latest NHL game. She is the only. They are, you, can you play as women in the NHL? Um, you you can now because they put the Olympic teams on there, ah, which is cool. Which they they did that for her, and she's the only, if I'm not mistaken, she's the only black woman to ever win a gold medal in hockey. I believe it. Yeah, they which didn't is really. Cool. They didn't really make a point of that, but I believe it. Yeah, which is cool. And then they have their cousin, Kia Nurse, who's, who plays in the WNBA. He's really skilled and talented as well. So, And then their little brother is in the uh, juniors, which is kind of like the development league for the NHL, only for like teenagers because <laughs> they're not old enough to play with the, the, the grown men yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's in there. He's really good. So, yeah, the family is just super athletic, super legendary and well-respected in the in, in the culture of hockey. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, hockey hockey is a really cool sport. Just absolutely terrible um, culture behind it. Terrible culture. And it just got worse. Like last year, it probably hit like rock bottom. Oh, when the dude came out with the allegations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely that, horrible. that was that was like one of the first things in the documentary that it, it was brought up where one of the players in the NHL, he caught out his coach and like there was a whole hoopla on that. And then like they were interviewing some of the other players and they were like people that's playing now and they were like, I, I, I stand with him like I've gone through the same stuff, but I'm also not really happy because now I'm going to get asked about this stuff and I don't want to share my stories. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just a terrible culture problem. It's the reason why hockey hasn't really grown as a sport since like the nineties It's just kind of just stagnated. And, um, but again, I don't think the people who are in charge of the league care really too much. They just stick to their fandom and they just yeah. keep it to there. Like NASCAR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know anything about NASCAR. Uh, wait till the documentary comes out. Uh, with it's uh black tires. Yeah, that would be great. Black tires. <laughs> I just uh, looked up Sarah Nurse, and I like to apologize. I was unfamiliar with your game. I'm educated now. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She's she's gorgeous. But if you look at her brother Darnell Nurse, they literally look the same. It's scary. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, they do. Nah, they all look the same. We we don't want to hear that, Carlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's scary. And then Soria Tinker, she's really cool too. She's um, she's a defenseman for the Toronto Six, which is a newly added team to the Premier Hockey League. Because I'm a fan of that too. I watch I watch their games. Um, she just recently won the championship last season. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Good for her. Yeah. She, she's so pretty. 
Yeah, she yeah, she's she's pretty too, but she has a boyfriend. She posts it all on on social media. Yeah, see, nobody's trying to see all that girl. That's not how you get them clicks. But um, yeah. So uh, long story short, I highly recommend the documentary. I I wouldn't say watch it the way I watch it, like in a movie theater. Like when I went, it was me and one other person there. Mm. But like whatever streaming service this comes out on, check it out. It's very interesting they were talking about like how there was like a colored hockey league that for the longest nobody knew about like it was going it went on from like the 1890s to like the 1960s Mm, wow like it's a very interesting documentary for me personally on a subject matter that i never cared about and so like me going in knowing very little for me that helped I, I was ready just to come in and soak in the information. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing that they're able to put together that documentary, but I could promise you it, it won't do anything to change the culture. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> 100%. Um, last thing before we hit the big topic of the week, um, Secret Invasion, episode four. I didn't like it. And um, the episode opened. So last episode ends with amelia clark's character being shot killed and you know you're like oh how's she gonna get out of this one because you're not gonna pay amelia clark to be killed in the third episode so it opens up and she just gets back up because she took she's a super scroll now and that's where Mm -hmm. i just threw my hands up and i'm like i'm done fuck this i'm done I mean, not, I'm not done in the sense that I'm going to stop watching this because clearly I'm going to keep watching all this bullshit. I can't stop. But like, I was just very annoyed by that resolution as to how she's not dead anymore. Mm. Yes. And like I said last time, with them doing, you can already shapeshift and now you're super and you can't die. It's They have to bring in some kind of Avenger or something because there's no way that Nick and everybody else can do this. So unless they bring in, pull one of these cameos out and have somebody come in and say the day, this is just to losing effort and it's not intriguing enough to be like, hmm. nothing nothing in my mind is like, oh yeah, Nick Fury is going to do something to save the day. Right. What can a regular man do against all of that? That's very interesting. You guys said that. That reminds me of... um... I've always say the best Marvel movies or, or content was a line called Marvel Legacies. I believe that's what it's called. They're like stop animation uh, movies based on like actual comic stories from in the Marvel universe. Okay. And that scroll episode that you just named, or I guess that entire series is a whole movie that they made years ago about the scrolls have invaded we don't know who's who. We need to contact someone and they end up contacting Spider Woman, who is um I forgot her actual name. Jessica Drew. Yeah, Jessica Drew, who is amazing. Right. What what wasn't she a scroll though? Um I don't think so. I thought they snatched Spider Woman up early on. Um, I don't I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's they're great movies. They have like a whole bunch of them that are amazing. But yeah, I mean, I highly doubt they're going to show Spider Woman in the in this no. MCU. No, so it's, it's going to be gonna a character we already have. Um, 
honestly, I can see them doing something that nobody cares about. And they're like, here is Falcon. <laughs> That'd be such a letdown if they did that. <laughs> but also it'll lead into oh well no, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. But um yeah, we're gonna get a cameo from somebody in episode six and we're gonna be like, okay, cool. You you asked this you gave this person an extra couple hundred thousand dollars to appear in this fucking show. Cool. Mm, well, what are they? doing because i always i remember i read that one thing that was from whatever article saying that this invasion or secret scroll tv series was like the lowest watch of like all the mcu shows the problem isn't that it's a bad show the problem is as a whole people are tired of this shit so they're just not even giving it a chance Mm. yeah well that's what i'm writing in my next review which it's about romantic comedies, but I touch on Marvel and how they're kind of just owed and played out. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. I don't do you know. Believe, do you believe it, people still feel the same if there was no TV shows? Because then you have enough time between movies to yeah. uh, I, have a clean palette. I feel like while people would not have liked Ant-Man as much, this third one, I feel like it would not have gotten um, attacked as hard as it had if we haven't hadn't had to sit through three years of TV shows. That's that's where I after watching this episode, that's what I thought to where it's it's just an overload, and if you're not providing good content, then sure you're going to have people like us who will go through the ride because we've been on this train for so long if you can't jump off of it you jump off of it and then you try to get back on who are these people while we're doing this thing type of stuff but i get the idea of these tv shows at the beginning but it's kind of too much and also they aren't really committing to the the actual idea of you need to experience all this right because Mm -hmm. like you don't have to watch a single TV show. And yeah, you you might have some questions, but you could have just went into Doctor Strange too, right? They aren't making these TV shows matter enough to the overall MCU, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm. Right, because you could, you, yeah, because you didn't need to know about, mm. yeah, you're right, because when they come up with Marvel's, they're going to explain who they who Miss Marvel is and everything, so you wouldn't have to watch a TV show. You're right. You're right. Right. So, like again, what is the point of any of this? It's up to sell subscriptions to Disney Plus, and I guess we can get into it now. Before we actually, actually, I'm gonna we're gonna do the fucking motions of the show, and then I want to talk about this shit as a whole because, like, that's part of the reason why we're doing this movie. So this week we're discussing Disney Plus original movie, Crater. You were born here, raised here. This dome is the only world you've ever known. There's a place just off past the Eastern Ridge, right there. Dad, what are you talking about? You'll see. Get out there. All right, so, yeah. What the fuck is this landscape that we're in now, right? Where 
we have all these streaming services that piss all this money into this content that you watch or you don't watch. We're paying 10 bucks a month to watch a show you spent $50 million on or a movie you spent $50 million on. Mm-hmm. How are you getting this money back? How are you advertising this stuff? Not to say this is a bad, good or bad movie yet, but like, why would you make this movie that we watched Crater with no real recognizable stars? Like, okay, Kid Cudi is in it, but not really. And the young lady that's in it, she's been in stuff. But outside of that, this is an unknown cast. How are you going to get kids to click on this if there's nothing recognized? It's not, it's not, it's not like part of a book series or a video game or anything. Like, how would you get a kid to click on this? Hmm. What's so the movie? The the movie review on this week, Crater. Crater? Did you not watch the movie, Carla? Wait, Crater as in like as in like a crater from an asteroid? Carla, did you watch the fucking movie? No, I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> I sent you all the shit. I'm looking it up on Disney Plus now, and I don't even see it. Motherfucker, that's the point, Carlin. That's the fucking point. <laughs> I, I sent you the link, Carlin. What the fuck, man? So, no. Oh. The, the reason we're watching this movie is because Disney Plus removed it after one month of being on the app. Because, I'm assuming, no one fucking clicked on it because it's not a, a intellectual property and there's no real names in it. And so like we aren't in the ages we aren't in the days of like um the Disney Channel where this could have been a Disney Channel original movie and it would have gotten played all fucking day on the Disney Channel to where people kids would have been like, "Oh yeah, I like this movie" or whatever, you know. Hmm. Well, that's kind of been happening a lot since streaming has started for a lot of these subscriptions. Yeah. Um, it can mean almost anything. Maybe probably so. No one watched it, but a lot it's it's a lot of money for these companies to pay out for actors, writers, directors, all those people who deserve residuals, and they're gonna end up bankrupt from it eventually. So no, I agree, but like I genuinely think the problem with this movie was that no one watched it. Oh yeah. So wait, I don't you know, I don't get TV, American TV. Are they running? Do they do commercials and stuff for it? So they do commercials for streaming stuff. But the real question is, who watches commercials these days? People people Mm -hmm. who watch TV. Right. People People who are watching TV probably ain't streaming shit. Like the only time people really watch TV is during sports. Right. So like, okay, so for example, this one, um, Secret Invasion. They have to be promoting this somewhere. So where are they promoting this at? So no. Okay. So like a Secret Invasion, that's getting TV commercials. They have a um, a (laughs) terrible, fucking terrible. They have like a promotional. So you know how like um, some movies get like Burger King toys and shit. 
like a, a restaurant thing. Mm-hmm. They have a a, 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 a a partnership with Wingstop. Mm-hmm. Who's the star of this? Who's the star of this, Matt? Samuel Jackson. Wingstop. I don't get who's, this connection. Black people like chicken. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So there's that, but also like it's a Marvel property, so it's gonna get promoted differently than fucking Crater, mm-hmm. right? Because for me, I see stuff on like uh, YouTube ads and stuff like that for like different Netflix shows. So mm-hmm. I'm just when Disney, when it's not one of their main stuff, are they, you know, making youtube ads or whatever like that for these b movies well i first learned about this because like well me i'm really in the trenches on movie youtube so like Mm -hmm. it pushes like all the fucking trailers to me so like i was like oh this the trailer looks decent and so i was like i'll check that out i didn't and then when i heard they removed it i was like well let me watch it um so i that's how i learned about it but like this is a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Are kids looking at YouTube like that? Are kids in you uh, film YouTube? Are kids watching the shit that you need to watch to app? You know, like I guess if the census is a kids movie, you would want to like promote it like on the Disney Channel while you're watching like whatever people watch on the Disney Channel these days. But it's like, are kids watching shit on the Disney Channel anymore? On the channel, no. Yeah, so it's like, where do they have? Do they have an app? I mean, they want to. They want people on Disney Plus. That's the problem. Right. So knowing how my son does stuff, he would probably scroll through and maybe look at some stuff and see it. Maybe. Well, I. But but I I mean, see the thing is that's on, and that's maybe that's a problem where he. The individual person will have to be like scrolling through Disney mm-hmm. Plus and being like, "Oh, what is that?" and then watch it. Versus, I've heard about this. Let me go right. check it out. And also, like, mm-hmm. I feel like me personally, the app is not great at promoting new stuff. Like every Wednesday, or what? Not even just Secret Innovation, but like whenever there's like a new Star Wars show, new uh, Marvel show, whatever, I go in the app the day it comes out. And I have to click around before it shows it. It's not like the first thing I see when I open the app. Mm-hmm. And and that's where Netflix is on top. Netflix, if it's brand new, Netflix will have that at, at the fucking top of the list. That's so it's so messy on Netflix though. I I we it has the top stuff. Well, for my you know Japanese stuff, maybe it's different. But it's like the top stuff. And then it has Netflix only, and I like how Netflix has their stuff set up. I don't. I personally feel like it's very messy and um, it's not clear what came out. What's new this week? What was new last week? Maybe I maybe I didn't get to look on Netflix this week. What was the hot stuff last week? Like the organization is just messy. And like, at least in my experience, the categories aren't the same always for me. At the well, on the phone, it's, I, I don't know if you could do it on the actual TV, but on the phone at the bottom, there's a there's a button that says "new and hot," and it gives you a date of when it came okay. out. See, I don't look at Netflix on my phone. I'm always oh. if I'm loading up Netflix, it's on my TV. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, majority of the time I watch stuff on my phone, mm. unless it's like, you know, movie night or something. But it makes sense. I mean, it's going to be different teams working on the TV app versus the mobile app because you can right. do different, slightly different stuff. But Matt, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I hated this movie. Same. Yeah. Um, I watched it with my son and I was like, yeah, I'm mad Chad picked this movie. But no, I watched it all the way through. Um, it's it, it's uh, 100% paint by numbers kid group adventure like as we were watching this i was putting it out oh this will happen or this will happen and stuff like that the only thing i got wrong was i figured that the guy with the heart condition might die and this day and age they're not gonna kill a kid now if this movie came out in the 80s yes he would have died right and i was just like everything that like that happened in there it was paint by numbers yeah, I feel like there are too many boys in the group. Um, they needed mm. to even that out, but I can also see the argument for this is a space adventure, so we want to lean harder on boys. Right. Also, um, back in the day, you know, you had your little comedy character. Um, yeah. But You're... that boy was fucking annoying to me, and I was like, <laughs> shut up, the little scaredy kid or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. It it was not good. It wasn't for you. Not at all. No, I, I didn't like it. I didn't really feel like tone's not the right word, but it's just like the aesthetics felt off where um this movie set in the disc not well, I guess it was like 2020, it was like the 2300s, the 2400s or whatever. But like the the wardrobe looked like stuff that you'd be wearing now. And it's just like some of the tech didn't make sense in my opinion and i'm just like we couldn't have thought this universe out a little bit better (laughs) and then it's like (sighs) nowadays you have to have these messages of like hey um we can't be wasteful with the environment and you know uh workers rights and all this stuff and i'm not saying that stuff's not things that we should address in children's media I'm just saying, like, I didn't really care for the way that they tried to bring it up. Oh, okay. We're going to get a kid's review. Matthew, what did you think about Crater? I thought Crater was, it was a good movie, but I feel like in the movie, there were too many sad parts. <laughs> like, there was, like, a lot of, like, sad parts like I just felt like they could have just put all the sad parts in one part or they could have like not put as many like sad parts in there because it's like the movie is like I felt like without the sad parts it could have been like better what was the sad part well like showing clips of like his like Oh, flashbacks to his dad. Yeah, flashbacks. Mm. I feel like there's too many flashbacks. I I feel you on that. Um, I was surprised that they came out and said and just made it clear why they were showing those flashbacks, like with everything with his dad. But something that I, I was thinking about when I finished watching it, 
is that the structure of this movie feels like um a movie for grown-ups i'm not saying this movie is for grown-ups because it's not but what i'm trying to say is this is a kid's movie and so i personally feel like there should have been more action there was a lot of dialogue in this movie and not right. a lot of action parts mm. and that's not your 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 the audience that you're you're aiming for don't want to hear all that talking. And what did you think? What did you think about his father telling him to you know go to the crater? And what do you think? And then once he found in the crater, I thought that was whack. It's not what I thought. It's not what I expected. Because basically, uh yeah, we're doing spoiler. So basically, um, he his father tells him why he's alive. That hey, you need to go to this crater. Blah 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 blah. So then his father dies, and then he goes to this crater. But then when he gets to the crater, it's his mother's ashes with a picture of them. So I was just like, why would you have your son go to this crater just to get his mother's ashes? That's not the, that. That wasn't the point of it. He wanted. Well, he, he knew. I mean, his... I know he wanted him to see the whole thingy, but yeah. But like, I just thought like there was a better way to do that. There's a like why couldn't a, he just take him there himself one time or something like that? Because they the working conditions, man. Like the whole point of the movie is that they are indentured slaves. No, I get that, but I'm saying, I guess because I'm thinking about this as an adult type of thing. If if you have five kids can go out here one night and do some things if his if his father really wanted him to see this he could have made it happen too he had to work man i they don't get days off in the mines <laughs> yeah but he said he, you said you enjoyed it though right yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty cool <laughs> he's a kind reviewer man he's not us he he's not jaded by all these reviews you know we hate movies mj but we we keep doing it we have we because we're we're looking at it in, in different eyes. Yeah. Um, you hang out for a, no 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 hang out for a second. Uh, what do you think <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes was of this movie, MJ? Um, eighty-five. You're you're too kind, man. <laughs> Matt, seventy, sixty-four. It's right it's on not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I gave it two and a half on Letterboxd. There is a good movie here. The ideals that they had about like the society and like how they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna build this up, it's gonna be nice. And then like they were like, uh, actually, never mind. Some of that stuff was interesting. Yeah. yeah it could have been. The foundation, yeah, like you said, foundation has some promise. Execution, everything else was yeah, not good at all. So we're not playing a game this week, but I just got three facts. The script was initially purchased by 20th Century Fox in 2017. Uh, the film had an estimated budget of $53 million. And uh, lastly, the film was released on Disney Plus on May 12th, 2023, and was removed from the service on June 30th, 2023. So, um, two questions. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I guess no one questions because we kind of talked about this all the way. So 20th Century Fox bought this movie in 2017, the script. If they would have released this in theaters in 2018, do you guys think it would have done well? Now, I'm not saying we released this movie in the summer where it would have gotten killed. I'm saying like in the fall or the spring. I would say, um, yeah. And on this still, we're going to keep the $50 million budget, you know, mid-range movie in the theater. It's clearly a kid's movie. It actually gets fucking promoted. Well, yeah. I say, I say, yeah, it would because promotion is the key. The kids seem to enjoy it. So if it had the right promotion and people went out there and saw it, for kids, they seem to enjoy this movie. Yeah. And also yeah. the, the landscape was very different. Like COVID has trained so many people to just watch shit on Disney Plus. Like everything's flopping right now. And I fear Mission Impossible 7 is not going to do well. It, it's tracking very badly right now. I didn't think people were still interested in that franchise. <laughs> you you aren't going for the oh, what's the mission this this time? You're going for the actual stunts that Tom Cruise is doing. Like uh I talked about it in my review, but like there's a train crash in the movie. They acquired land, they built tracks, they built a train car, and they drove it off a, a cliff. A real oh, yeah, train. I've seen that. Like you don't we don't do that anymore. It would just be terrible looking CGI. Mm. Also, Tom Cruise flew the helicopter that filmed it because it's Tom Cruise. Right, right. Interesting. So I mean, yeah. Hmm? I'm trying to think. Big franchises recently. The only one that comes to my head is Fast X or whatever. Um that didn't do super well though, right? That that made money. Uh, I mean, it made money, but comparatively. Um, so what is the budget? Okay, okay, yes, it did make money. Um, worldwide, it made seven hundred two million dollars. What was the budget? Thanks for being on, MJ. Thank you so much for giving the young people's perspective. <laughs> So the budget for the movie was $340 million, but it's inflated because they filmed during COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, but like stuff like Indiana Jones, that was almost $300 million. Um, the Flash, all the fucking money, they pissed away into that. I think they released The Flash just because they're like, we have to do something with this. <laughs> <laughs> they can't just shelf it. They spent so much money. It probably would have been better if they did shelf it because they still had to turn around and spend all that money on promotion. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I thought, I thought the main reason was because that is affecting everything going forward. What do you mean? Oh, like, like the, the overall in DCU. Yeah, I mean, you don't really need that movie to reboot the friend the reboot the series though oh i mean you I'm, don't really you could just be like and here's a new superman go yeah okay. isn't that what they're doing anyway yeah they still have like a bunch of stuff coming out that kind of that, yeah. that universe never made sense blue beetle and um aquaman 
I hope Blue Beetle does good. I want it to, but I don't think it will. Like I forgot that movie was a thing. I keep forgetting it's a thing. Yeah, I keep. I kept thinking it was Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that he, was he filmed like down Spider-Man. here. The reason why I want it to do good, I want DC to learn. You guys have other characters. Stop using the same five every single time. <clears throat> it's not a good summer, man. It's the pro- it's gonna be on streaming in a month. That's the problem. But no, so what I was trying to get at with like everything's coming to streaming, like a movie that you know you've been posting a lot about, but you didn't really talk about tonight, Matt. Um, the blackening. Like I've been beating the drum on that stuff for like two months. Go see the movie. Not you, just saying people. It came in number six when it opened. Three weeks hmm. later, video to on demand. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to think of a way to say this. And I'm like, maybe it's got to be word of mouth because that's a fuck. It's it's a great movie. So uh, maybe it's got to be one of those things where once it comes out, then people get word of it. But I don't know how much other promotions and things they did for this or whatever that people didn't go out and see it. Yeah. But no, it's worth it. I will say I I really wish DVDs and stuff mattered still because like that movie would have cleaned up on DVD and Blu-ray. And it's, it's like 100 percent like you said, you need to see this with black people. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see this with black people. But yeah, uh, that's just our little soapbox on the state of the entertainment um, industry these days. Um, Appreciate you coming on, Carlin, and giving us your perspectives on some stuff and updating us on your life, man. Um, Yeah, anytime. Please promote your stuff. Yeah. um, Anyone wants to hear from me, because I just do a bit of everything, you can check me on my YouTube channel, Starfighter Reviews. And then I also have a podcast, Starfighter Full Movie Podcast, which I'll definitely put out another podcast episode pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. This next um, video I'm doing for YouTube is going to be about romantic comedies, talking about the golden era of romantic comedies and how it kind of died off or if romantic comedies have died. So when you say golden era, do you mean the '90s with Sandra Bullock and um, uh, Julia Roberts? I, I was thinking Julia Roberts, but yeah, yeah. But that's interesting you say that because I talk about all that, and I say that the I believe that the golden era of rom coms started in 1999 and ended in 2013. Interesting. Yeah, because even though. And I was arguing with a friend about this because even though you had women or movies like Pretty Women, um, what was another huge one? Um, when Harry Met Sally. Was I think that's the eighties, but yeah, yeah, like you just had these romantic comedies that made so much money, but they were so scattered. But also, than... stuff was in the theater for so long back then. True. The yeah, retention. That's, that's very true. But in 1999, the romantic comedies that came out, it was literally like every other month was like another movie that completely changed the genre and how we looked at things. Banger after banger. And I appreciate like it's the same thing. They're all formulas, but like they deviate slightly. Very slightly. Like Miss Congeniality. Let's go. Was that 99? (laughs) 
um yeah i believe i think that was maybe 2000s i watched that for the podcast i didn't like it i don't i'm not a fan of sandra bullet oh that's right that's right i forgot you're a hater that's right i don't see <laughs> yeah i'm a firm believer of her success piggybacks off of other people's success <clears throat> Oh, that's right. You said that before. You're right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. true. And then it's like, uh, fucking name something that Reese Witherspoon has been in besides uh, Legally Blonde. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama, which is another classic rom-com. Never saw that shit. Um, What's the one when she was in... Uh, Here we go. Vince Vaughn, and they had to go through like multiple Christmases or something? Oh, four Christmases. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> You dug deep for that one, man. <laughs> and because once you said, uh, once he said Sweet Home Alabama, that's all I got left now. <laughs> I can't I got, name another one. Yeah. But um, yeah, it talks about the golden, the golden nature of rom-coms. Talks about what is a romantic comedy. How do you decipher it? What makes it what it is? And then going over certain films that are amazing that are rom-coms. So yeah, it's going to be really fun to work on that. Uh, do you have a timeline? Because this sounds interesting. I want to know. Check it out. You have a timeline when this will drop? Yeah, Carlin, commit. Um, I don't know a timeline, but I'm working on the script right now. I'm like, I finished my first topic of it, which I'm super excited about because it's me doing a bit of voice acting because I'm going to talk about every genre has a golden error. And then I do mm-hmm. like an impression of the 1930s, like of a movie trailer <laughs> from the 1930s. And then edit it, make it sound like a radio. And I talk about the golden era for that era was musicals. Because mm. you had, yeah, you, you had all those classes then. And then I talk about the 19, 1940s, which oh. was the uh, noir films. And then 50s to 60s were all Westerns. And then 70s, I'll talk about black exploitation films. 80s horror and i do like different uh voice acting from it and show different clips from all the popular movies from then and in 90s i do like action movies and then i do the last one i do is like the late 2000s which is like superhero films hmm. Hmm. okay um so to to jump hey, back to this okay oh no reese witherspoon i went to go see what movie she's in can't get a hill next friday she was in next Friday. Who was she in next Friday? Oh no, I don't. I don't recall ever seeing her. Was in she next a Friday. voice? Well, it says Reese Witherspoon, and I said movies and TVs, and I go down, and she's in. Uh, it says next Friday. But who who was she in it? Oh wait, are you looking on Google? Yeah, I hate. I don't like when people are like actor, and then like it shows all this shit. Like for all you know, she could have been a producer on it. Like it's not clear. Like what people's role was in stuff when you search on Google. Yeah, I'm checking okay, it now. But no, what I was gonna say was she was on she was on two episodes of King of the Hill. Do you remember the character Debbie? She, she had like a, a obsession with Hank. She was trying to fuck Hank. Uh, oh. she, and she she ended up dying. And then like the second it was the second episode was like how did she die? I don't remember this. It's like an investigation. I think they had uh, the black dude from Walker investigating it. Hmm. But another one I did see that I liked as a kid was Pleasantville. She was in that. Yeah, we might. Toby McGuire. We might do that at some point. But um, yes, got on a, a tangent. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please like, rate, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads. We we still don't know. At we used to talk pod. Uh, follow me at Letterbox on B as uh, BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King 0257. Um, I'm going to do my very best to have next week's episode come out on wednesday and hopefully if the stars align it would be barbie if the stars align otherwise you didn't hear this because i cut it out and like always i don't know if this was a good episode i don't know if it was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you for listening <laughs>